Hello, Hidden Gems. I am so excited to uh, be here today with a very special person. And I know we're not, you know, um, crimes are not exciting, but I am so excited to be with a friend of mine and someone that I have been wanting to introduce to the Hidden True Crime community because she is so special. I got to know Vicki Hoban, who is Tammy Daybell's aunt during the trial. Um, that was like going to war together almost, everyone that sat in there every day. And we all got to know one another, and uh, Vicki uh, was no exception to that. I am so honored, Vicki, that you would be here today. I know that you uh, soon have an interview with Court TV, and you, you said, you know, I'm going to jump on with Hidden True Crime first. Thank you. And, uh, you know, truly, thank you. I, we know how private Tammy's family has been the past three years, uh, respectfully so, understandably so. And for you to trust our community and me enough to come on here and share a few things means so much to us and uh, especially live. We don't always do live interviews. And I asked Vicki, would you be willing? And uh, you said, yes, I, it just adds to the, a bit more of the intimate conversation. And, and so thank you. You are among friends. I guess I want you to know right now. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. I'm comfortable. Good, good. To explain how Vicki is, well, why don't you explain how are you Tammy Daybell's aunt? First off. So, so my sister, my oldest sister, Phyllis is Tammy's mom. Yeah. And so that's, so Phyllis, and then I have another sister, Barbara, and then me, and then I have a little brother, Sam, and that's our family. Okay. And you are all, I want to point this out too, because we all know about uh, Grandma Lucille on this channel. Mom. And you are Grandma Lucille's daughter, Phyllis, and you are, are both Grandma Lucille's daughter. Lucille is who Chad used to shame Tammy. Uh, playing his video games. He claimed that Lucille visited him from beyond the grave and swore at Tammy. Do you want to clear that up too? Do you want to be Lucille's actual voice? Yeah, so that's that's a sensitive issue with me for sure um, because I don't, um, it, when she was alive, I didn't allow people to treat her a certain way and then to find out that he was using her um, as his conduit to... Uh, manipulate people, especially Tammy, because, you know, she was just such a, a sweetheart and to pull that and to pull my mom into it. And um, just everybody, you know, that we're, we're very, uh, not all of us are religious people, but we're very spiritual people. And so to bring her in and to use her in that way, uh, yeah, that just not buying. And I, and I, when he, when they first told me about it, um, the first thing I thought is, wow, why would she, if she was going to come and talk to somebody, why would it be Chad? I mean, there's not even a reason to come to Chad. I mean, I can see she would have got, you know, had a message for Phyllis because she was sick and going through a lot of things. But no, I never bought that. I never believed it. I, I don't. You know, I don't necessarily um, just that whole scenario just stunk to me and I, I'm not feeling good about it. Still not happy with it. And to be honest, I want that chapter taken out of his book and that may be my next project. I support you in that project. No one should be, should not be using your mother. Right. 
Yeah. Well, especially, in, in, you know, looking back now at what's happened, uh, obviously everybody knows that it just is a, it was a story he made up. And so that makes it really, you know, even worse because now we're dealing with not only is she in a book that's just full of just a bunch of stuff that he made up, but it's an, a negative, you know, for Tammy because he was using it against her. Yeah. Yes. Um, big news. Let's start with the big news. And then I, I, I want to share um, some of your experiences with Tammy because Tammy and Vicky were close as aunt and niece. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But um, I want to congratulate you. Is congratulations the right word? I don't even know. But I, I, I want to um, say I'm proud of you. Maybe that's the better word. I'm proud of you for fighting to be Tammy's voice or one of her voices at the sentencing on Monday, July 31st. Many people mentioned I got that date wrong. I know I, everything is on I summer schedules, guys, court would never be on a Saturday. Like every weekend I have like a different event. So I just go by weekends in the summer, but yes, Monday, July 31st is the sentencing for Lori Vallow Daybell. And you have had to fight for your voice to be heard. And yesterday you, uh, you were made a representative for your mother or for your, for your sister, Phyllis, yeah. who recently passed away. I'm so sorry, Tammy's mother. And you will be able to speak for your niece on, on Phyllis's behalf at the sentencing. Is that right? A victim impact statement. Yeah. The, it, the way that it works is that you have to be, um, a, well, it, there's a long list of people that can speak, but aunts, uncles, and grandparents are not on that list, which is, you know, a little different because those are your blood relatives. In-laws can speak, brother-in-laws, mother-in-law, yeah, those people can all speak. So uh, because my sister passed away, um, uh, she and my sister Barbara and uh, we sat under a tree last summer and knowing that this was going to be happening and knowing that, you know, obviously she was ill and we sat under a tree and she said, um, she got kind of teary and she goes, you know, I'll never be able to, you know, make the, the trip and, you know, to, it, it was really hard for her because she didn't want to, put any hate in her body because she knew that the cancer would just feed off of that. So she really tried to really be positive. And even though, you know, obviously she was heartbroken over what had happened and she said, you know, never, I'm never going to be there. And then, uh, sorry. It's okay. Um, I don't think I'd get emotional over this, but, um, we, Barbara and I told her, um, where, where you can't walk, we'll carry you. And if you can't talk, we'll speak for you. And we'll, we'll just keep going as far as we can. Um, none of us are young gals. So, you know, there's like my, for instance, my sister Barbara is now. Um, not well. So um, mm. we told her we would, 
we would follow through with this. And then when I found out, oh my gosh, there, you know, none of us knew that ants wouldn't be uh, allowed. And so the process was um, after Fellas passed away, um, I had asked the uh, prosecutor, I'd like to speak on behalf of my sister and, um, or just speak. It doesn't, I don't have to single Phyllis out or, you know, anybody in their family. I just, I wanted to be able to give an impact statement because we had sat under that tree for so many hours and talked about the impact of it and um, how we felt about what had happened. And I just think that, um, you know, I had something to say and it, I, and whether it was for her or me or the way it impacted our family or anything, I really had something I wanted to say in it. And of course my sister has, you know, other children. She has Ron, she has a great family. Um, and, uh, but you know, I, I had been at the trial. I'd seen some of the things that went on there. So I really wanted to speak. And so I did end up, uh, the prosecutor's office, they don't really get involved in that. And so I submitted a letter on their suggestion. I submitted a letter to the judge and um, just kind of went through, you know, a timeline of what had happened and where I was now that my sister had passed, which she did not know. And um, yesterday, you know, according to the laws of the state of Idaho, um, he, he really was thoughtful in his process and that I appreciated so much because it, it ended up that it, it's well within the law what um, I asked him uh, to rule and that was that I would be able to speak um, on behalf of her or her family. And so, yeah, I'm, I can't say I'm excited to do it, but it's going to be for me and uh, it's going to fulfill something I promised my sister. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. I have a few things that I do have to say, and um, I, don't know, I don't know if it's gonna be too long. Uh, you know, I've, I've watched a few videos just to wonder, just wondering even how that process works. And uh, boy, people are all over the place, but uh, I don't know that I'm gonna be doing too many swearing and, you know, running all around the courtroom, but you know, I, I do have a few things I do wanna say to her. Oh, I can't hear you. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. I was on mute. I know that you mentioned, uh, I know that Ashley Banfield mentioned to you, hey, if you can't give this victim's impact, victim impact statement, you can do it here on News Nation. And I've offered the same platform. Like you can share it with us. And you've you've said to both of us and, and everyone that asks you, thank you. But I want to be able to be in the room. I want Lori Vallow Daybell to hear me. Yeah. And she will now. I want, I want her to have to look at me. I had to watch her so many hours and the smirking and the laughing and through horrific testimony and photos and just, uh, I, I can't explain what it's like to, to be looking at something that horrific and having the person that masterminded it smiling. It's just gut-wrenching. And um, I don't know that anybody that unless they go through that would understand that, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what ha really has kind of propelled me into really wanting to speak my piece. 
Thank you. And um, you will not be the only voice for Tammy that day now. Is that right? Can you share with us? Yeah. So, so I spoke to Samantha this morning. So excited. She's going to be there too. And uh, Samantha, for Samantha is Tammy's sister, everyone. Yeah. So I'm super stoked. I, I think that she had been planning this for a while and uh, just hadn't confirmed it. I know there's a lot of people, why isn't her sister? Why aren't her kids? And, you know, everybody has their own process. And, um, you know, she could have decided this months ago. I don't know what her process was, but um, she has every right to go in there and blast her. So uh, I don't know what she's going to come up with, but I'm sure that it's going to be meaningful. Tammy's only sister. They were close. Yeah, they were very close. Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially in the, you know, the later years, because after high school, they lived right around the block from each other. And so, uh, you know, they were having children at the same time. Um, and, you know, they, they were right there. They both worked at, they both taught, they both worked at schools. They both, yeah, they had a lot in common. They, they were, you know, close sisters. That would have been really hard for her when Chad sort of took her away from her and her family in Springville and moved to Rexburg. Yeah, I think it just, their whole family was just devastated. I know I, I made a phone call to her about it. And I was like, gosh, you're moving, you know, it's Leah's last year. And uh, she didn't want to move. Um, and then she just, I think she, um, and she said she was praying about it. And I think at the end, I don't know if he just, I don't know if she kept praying until she said what, yes, or if she acquiesced, I don't know about that. Um, but I know that she had expressed that she understood my point, which was, well, if this is Leah's last year and you know, it's going to be hard for her to move as it worked out, she did really well there, but, um, to lose her whole family, her whole support group. Um, I mean, it just, that was a lot. It was a lot to ask of her. I think it isolated her a lot too, from those she loved during those last, those last years. Yeah. I don't think anybody, I think, I, do think that um, people wondered what was his, why he had such a strong push that way. And as he kind of unveiled it, you know, I think that the, the really um, important thing is that I think he had a plan and that this plan was in the works. That's the way now, looking back, you can kind of see the way it laid out. Right. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, this was about starting a whole new life uh, with apparently a new church he was creating with uh, someone else. Right. Right. Tell us a little bit about how uh, your, you know, your niece, Tammy, and how close you are. You are Phyllis's youngest, younger sister. So you're a yeah. little bit closer to Tammy's age and you guys were, you guys right. were close, right? Well, we, you know, I had the, a close, re I had a, I have a good relationship with my nieces and nephews. I mean, some of them I'm closer with than others. Um, with her, with Tammy in particular, because we got to work together for about a year and a half. Um, those are the, the that was the time I really got to get close with her and really find out who she was. And she found out who I was. And it was her um, senior year and the summer in, uh, her, that she was in high school. And so, um, 
yeah, we worked together at her mom's. Um, Phyllis had a huge Tupperware distributorship, um, and she is she was an amazing businesswoman. And well, Tammy gets it then. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all her kids are all uh, brilliant. They're all of her kids are really sharp, um, and Ron is really smart. So, and they had it coming from both directions. Um, but she worked with Barbara. Barbara was the like the controller. Uh, she did all the finances for the business, and then I worked in the office with Barbara. And then Tammy did a lot of the peripheral uh, stuff. But she would come in, and um, yeah, I you know it's like anybody you work in an office with, you know what that's like. You know, it, it's boring until you make it fun. And uh, we just learned we learned a lot about each other. What made each other tick? The 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 laughing and the, you know, uh, I don't know for people that are from Utah, if you're from Provo, you know scones. So there was always the scone run, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not British scones, everyone. Yeah. No, no, Provo scones. Right. Um, Mormon scones, yes. I know Mormon. Yeah, that was like a big thing. Like, okay, who's going to make the scone run? Uh, and, um, it, it just like we just got to know each other. Like when she would come in sad, um, I, I would just wrap my arms around her because she just needed a hug. She was a you know, and she was a, a the kind of person that knew when she needed a hug, and so she would accept it. Mm -hmm. And some people are kind of you know, I don't know, but she would take a hug, and um, we um. Barbara often had to tell us to stop and go to work and because we would be laughing about something and she had a way of laughing and she would kind of toss her head back and then she would kind of go forward and then kind of just keep giggling. And so it would just kind of get us going back and forth and laughing. And, you know, we were a couple, I, sh I should have been more adult than I was, but, um, yeah, yeah. We just had such a great time. We, um, I just love her. That never, you know, that never ended. I, I had that relationship with her. And then, of course, she started, got married, and she started her family, and she had Garth, and um, Garth was just a bright little guy. In fact, I didn't have any grandchildren at that time, and so I, she would, I would call her and just ask her how Garth was doing. She would tell me different things he would do, and so I was like, this kid is really smart. Like, So I would drop off like, little educational things, and one time I bought him a globe and took it over and, and I go, I don't know, this is pretty you know, like advanced for like a two year old, but you know, let's give it a shot. And so she worked with him with that thing. And like three weeks, three weeks, three, four weeks later, I went over there and he was finding everything. Like he was just working that thing and she go, okay, Australia. And he would put the little, the, you know, he really, you know. So, I mean, it's, it went down. She was really good that way with her kids. Um, she loved being a mother. Very she? engaged. Yeah, very engaged. And I would go there and I was like, Tammy, there are toys everywhere. There's like her whole house was full of toys. And she said, you know what I figured? I, I, got, I have the answer to how to keep my house clean. And I said, what's that? And she goes, I put the toys away once. She goes at night after they go to bed, I put them, and that's it. That's the house. That's when the house is. She's better than me. <laughs> You're so smart, like that. She goes, and then I can sit down and watch TV or read a book, and then I, you know, I don't worry about it. She goes in the morning, they just have at it, and you know, 
it's uh, she was just good that way, and uh, it just kind of I don't know. She just felt like um, she was gonna let them be who they were and develop, and she was there to to help along that process. So um, yeah, I thought she was a cool mom. I liked her. I liked her as a mom, and that, you know that's a big compliment for me because I'm I'm very like mom like I'm a mom watcher. So uh, I love when I see people engaged with their kids. That to me is there's nothing better. And so you saw you saw that in your niece and Tammy. And I heard that I've always, I've heard from many people that she and, and Garth had a very close relationship and what a good boy he is. And so thank you for sharing that story. I, I absolutely love Garth. I just love him. And the, and the, the fact that he's had any uh, hurt um, from what people have said about him or what he's gone through, it, it really hurts me because he's, he's a great great guy. He really is. He really is. And he's in a tough spot. He is. Thank you for sharing that. And I know there's a lot of heartbreak. Um, you've lost, you, you know, your whole family lost Tammy, but, um, it also sort of fractured the family, um, because of, of the heartbreak. Is there, can I ask if there's any communication right now with any of her children? Um, I, know that there is some limited conversations and I, I know that uh, Ron and Phyllis worked really hard to um, keep that going. I know that, uh, you know, Ron could sure use that now and I don't know how much of it he's getting. Um, I, I try to just steer clear of that because I know that's really a tough situation for them. Um, but I just always said, you know, they, you know, they know how much you love them. And, uh, I know they love her. I, I, you know, it made me, it made me sad because she was so forgiving and, uh, really tried hard not to carry any malice or any, you know, the, those feelings that all of us feel. She was a peacemaker. It was really, yeah, I think, she was the type of person that um, we could be so upset over something that happened in the press or something that was said, or, you know, just hurt. And she would be the one that would say, you know, let's bear up. Let's, you know, let's, we can't change what happened and it hurts us, but let's bear up. Let's be, um, be like Christ. She was, she was a very, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about her too much because it's still, we're still in mourning and it's still a really tender place for me, but, um, she was a lot better than I would have been. Yeah. Were you able to, to see the children at Phyllis's funeral and catch up at all? Um, I, they did not come to her funeral. Um, they, I noticed that, um, a few of them, were it was on it was zoom also so a few of them i i noticed had watched it on zoom and uh okay. garth had sent a message that he loved her it's, um, heart, it's heartbreaking i'm so yeah, sorry it is it is heartbreaking i i just know that uh you know someday um they'll that that part 
hopefully will be over, um, I doubt it will be in my lifetime, but I just, at some point, they'll know the truth of things. And Yeah, right now they're protecting themselves and doing what I, they can. I would be protecting my heart and not knowing it has to be confusing. Um, they have to make decisions that you nobody would ever want to make. And um, unfortunately, it affected fellas that, you know, I think she didn't have as close of a relationship with them. And I, I, I really wish that um, there would have been an effort there, but I also, uh, I, I, I don't know how to, you know, I, I don't want to be angry with them. On the other hand, it breaks my heart and uh, I don't know how to, you know, how to explain it more than I wish they, I truly wish they would have um, understood that loving her didn't have anything to do with their dad. Yeah. And right. yeah. Thank you. There was a story. I know we only have you for so long. And for those that want to continue watching Vicki after this, you can head over to court, court TV. She'll be with Chanley. Chanley is a, a friend of the program. And, and so I think it's wonderful. You'll be interviewing with her next, but um, there was a story that you shared with me at trial about um, Tammy cutting her hair. Are you encouraging Tammy to cut her hair? Can you share that story? I love that story. Yeah, it's it's kind of a fun story because she was, um, you know, she was kind of coming into her own, and you know, you start to when you're high school is really hard, at least for most people. We're all yes. even, even the popular uh, group; they're all wondering, you know, how goofy they look. And <laughs> high school's hard. High school's hard. It's, it's almost like when somebody goes, "Do you want me to go back?" With what you know now to go to high school, I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> but um, uh, she, yeah, so she was, um, and it was her senior year, and she had come into work and she was crying. She's like, I can't do anything with my hair. I just felt ugly. I just, this, you know, the, the normal teenage girl things. Right. And um, Barbara and I were just listening to her, and I said, You know, you just like, I go, look at this hairstyle in this book. It's just like it's short, and it's like, you know, it's really like fancy, like you'd look like you were from Paris. Look at that. And and uh, I go, this would look so cute on you. Like, and she goes, no, should I do it? And I was like a whole afternoon of, oh man, I really want to. And I go, just go do it. Just go take this picture and go do it and go get your hair cut. She thought about it and she thought about it. And then the day was kind of over and well, she was leaving. She left earlier than the rest of us and she left and it's like, okay, she's, she's gone. And then like a few hours later, she comes back in and she pops her head in and she's got just like this really gorgeous haircut and the biggest smile. And she goes, I feel like she, I feel like a woman. Like I feel like, and I'm, and she was just coming into her own. Like it was just so, so, I don't know what it did. I know that I know the haircut you're talking about. It's her senior photo in her yearbook. And um like I'll try to find it and post it later on the community post in, in YouTube. It's you can she does have this big smile on her yeah. senior yearbook photo. 
just it like totally it like turned a key, flipped a switch. I don't know what, but every day she would come in, and I'm like, I would be like, oh, look who's here! It's Tamara from France, <laughs> and she would be like, like she would like model for us, and and Barbara and I would just. We just thought, I mean, we just thought the world of her. She, we just did. We just, you know, it was, she was just fun. And um, her, my other niece, Patty, they were like best friends. And um, she, we talk about this all the time because she goes, that was just like she was really feeling herself and really coming in to who she was. And that haircut, I, it's something like that, it seems like so little. But yet it's so something like that can just change the way you look at yourself. And she just, yeah, just came into her own. Uh, she looked gorgeous. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you, you were in the same town. The Daybells were there too. Were you there when she was dating Chad around that time? Or was that a time you weren't there? No. So I was there. I actually, I know he said he met her at a dance, but I introduced them before that and my daughter reminded me of that the other day she said mom you remember you introduced them and I was like I did she was yeah we were somewhere at church and something happened and we were like oh this is Matt um Daybell because Matt, Matt was in my Sunday school class she goes, okay, and Matt is Heather Daybell's husband yeah okay who's like he was just perfect in my eyes I adore Matt and Heather, I love them both. Um, but anyway, so and I introduced him, and apparently he, she caught his eye because they went to one of the single dances, and then the rest was history. And um, in fact, he was driving by our house one day, one morning, and it was not too long after I introduced them, and one of my daughter Julie's friends came limping to our front door and she's like, Oh my gosh, my jeans are ripped. My brand new jeans. She was crying. My brand new jeans are ripped. I'm like, what happened? She goes, somebody just hit me with their car. And I was like, what? And so I go running out and it's Chad. <laughs> and I guess he got blinded by the morning light and she was crossing on the crosswalk and he bumped her hard enough to not. Yeah. Nobody knows the story. You're getting the exclusive. <laughs> she bumped her hard enough to knock her down on her knees and broke, uh, scratched both of her knees and ripped her pants. So, yeah, that was wow. And I was like, okay, Chad, uh, if we're going to start off with you marrying Tammy, we, you got to stop running over her pants. But I yeah. never did stop running over her. How yeah. ironic. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's just. No, I get it. Um, but yeah, so that's it, it, little by little. He kind of just, you know, we got to know him better and better. And, you know, that's why it's so hard when I see, you know, when I hear the things and the vulgarity that comes out of him and the texts and all of the things that go along with what's going on right now. It's so difficult because that is not the person that I know. And so for me, I can only imagine that he was leading a double life mm -hmm. and he was really good at it. Mm -hmm. And in, you know, now we're seeing this other guy, this Rhode Island, uh, 
the uh, Long Island, the Long Island Lisk, yeah. yeah, serial killer Rex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I, I've seen a little bit on it. I haven't. I don't know a lot about it because I'm obsessed. We, we interviewed a woman that went out with him yesterday on our channel. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, no, I, I yesterday was a crazy day for me, but. Um, he was leading a double life. He had a family and kids and everything else. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if this is a, a sign of our times where it's a, you know, where men are not taught or, or they're psychologically off or what's going on. But uh, these guys leading these double lives, I mean, it's scary. It, it frightens me. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think... Um... I think after you go through it too, after you become a victim and a survivor, you, you get an eye for it too. I think in my opinion, um, there've been people living double lives, uh, all throughout history, but yeah. once you experience it in your family and you, you see it, you, you start to notice it more. You do. And I tell you, it really brings, um, for me anyway, such a level of distrust of people. And um, that's one thing that I struggle with right now. And I think I talked to you a little bit about it before is that I don't let very many people in. I'm really um, cautious of people because I don't trust people. I, I always think there's an ulterior motive or why are they asking me that or yeah. That happens too after you, after you go through trauma, that's normal. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand. Um, you know, you, you will be standing in front of Lori Vallow Daybell in, in just a little over a week, sharing your victim impact statement and, and what this is, how this has affected you, your whole family, Phyllis, your sister who lost her daughter, you know, and I know you've mentioned that the trial was so much, you almost feel like that's when she, her health really started to decline. Is that true? Yeah, she definitely, yes. And she trusted Chad too. She was. She loved him like a son. She treated him like a family member. We all, we all did. So she felt she, she was very betrayed. I can say. Very much. And sad for her, her baby. You yeah. know, you're somebody treats your child. I mean, you're a mom, somebody, even if you go to date, uh, daycare, and you find out somebody was mean to your your child, you're just like sick about it. But somebody that you trust that deeply with your child, and to do that is just it's un it, it's unfathomable. It's despicable. I don't think you ever fully absorb it. Even now to this day, I still think about it, and it's like all over, getting hit with it all over again because it's like why. Why? No, for no reason. She could have come. She would have been welcome any where she went in any of our homes. There was that we have a big family. She could have come to any of us. Her kids could have come to any of us. It's just like with Kate. Like I, my, JJ. They would have taken JJ in a heartbeat. Right. Kylie. She could have gone anywhere. And, you know, in a, in a weird twist of, uh, irony, maybe, um, my daughter, um, 
knew Lori before. We didn't know that. That's a whole nother. We'll have to do it. I was going to bring that up. No, no. I, I, and we can talk about another time, but in, in a very, I do want to share in a very strange yeah. twist of events, Vicki uh, Hoban met Tylee. Yeah. And Tylee, Vicky uh, knew Tylee was one of my granddaughter's uh, friends. One, one of her friend group in Arizona States apart. You, yeah. your granddaughter was close friends with yeah, Tylee and you had met Tylee. In fact, we, we had a midnight candlelight vigil for them. And we still have, we have the banner and all the kids signed it. It's got a big picture of Tylee and JJ. And I'm thinking about taking it. I don't know where, I don't know if there's still, if we can hang it up at the property. I don't really know. That's another question. Maybe somebody can get me the answer to, but I would love to be able to put it up after the sentencing and at least have it up for a while because they were not this, I, this whole story has touched probably millions, hundreds and thousands of people. And, um, I just, you know, it, I, I just, I can't even explain how, uh, you, I want to, it's a weird thing to say, but I guess I want to include them in, in the healing part of this in like, put, let's put a period on this one and then let's go get Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to explain this, um, relationship a little bit more and then let everyone know, cause it is bizarre to me too. When I first learned this, I think when you guys told me, you know, your daughter was with you at the trial and, um, it is, it is, it is mind. It is. I mean, what are the chances? Um, so I'll share this, but this is mostly about Tammy today, but, um, Vicky's daughter, uh, went to church with Tylee and Lori and JJ and taught and Charles and Charles and knew them all. So your daughter, Tammy Daybell's cousin knew everyone. She was close, was to, she was close to Lori. They worked in the primary presidency together. And there's there's a, a couple different layers. Yeah, I mean, a couple roads we could go down here, Lauren. And I don't know. You probably can't do it in two minutes. But if you want to do the two minute version, <laughs> well, she taught she taught Tylee. We'll do the two minute version. Thank you. She taught your daughter taught Tylee in Sunday school, and your granddaughter was close to Tylee. Uh, you've sent me private photos of them together and of photos you have of Tylee. Yeah. This is a bizarre coincidence yeah. you knew everyone like this has affected your family well my i owned a floral shop across the street from the subdivision where charles was shot i my floral shop i i was like everybody was running around in the parking lot they're saying some guy was killed across the street and this was six months before we realized because this this happened in july and my daughter was telling me that somebody got, you know, got killed or whatever. And anyway, we pieced it together finally when Chad married Lori, what was happening, who it was. And she's like, oh my gosh, I, I loved her. Like she was so charming and blah, 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 blah. And um, her kids and she goes, oh, that little JJ was just a spitfire and we just like everybody in the primary just loved him. He was so adorable. But, um, and then the red flags started coming back in her head, but yeah. 
And the red flags being that um, she, she he was, was a little bit controlled by Lori. Can I say that? Or, or So, yeah, a lot. And um, Charles was the main caregiver for JJ when he was at home and not traveling. Okay. And your granddaughter, or, you know, we'd, we'd invite Tylee out, not me, but I'm just saying in general, I'm just trying to keep um, people, yeah. girlfriends would invite Tylee I, out. And then so she would we're say, gonna this, we're going to do that. She'd go, I can't go. My, my mom says I'm sick. Don't know. I know that she had pancreatitis when she was a, a little one, but um, it's her mother would tell her when she could and couldn't go out because she would tell her she was sick. Yeah, which there's like some odd things that come up in your head there. And I don't want to judge that because I'm sure there's people that are going to be like, well, that doesn't mean. It's okay, we'll leave that to my husband. We've done a whole episode on <laughs> So we, we really need to get <laughs> Yes. For, for those that are interested, I mean that um, Lori Vallow Daybell, uh, part two, we talk a lot about this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if a moderator, troublemaker, baker, Julie, you're so good at that pulling, but it's um, Lori Vallow Daybell, part two. It's also most recently on our podcast. We still have our podcast and um, I think it's the second to last episode on our podcast. And uh, we have a YouTube video where we actually discuss some evidence that shows that we um you don't have to say it is what i'm saying yeah. but you're sort of validating what we are suspecting and get an idea of it yeah yeah um you shared a lot with us today thank you more than more than i thought you would it means a lot um i'm really really happy that you get to give a victim impact statement it is actually Everybody knows I have insomnia people. We call it our insomnia crew here. I show up all of a sudden at 3 a.m. We're like, oh, look, Lauren's here. You know, my overseas guests are like, oh, good. I can catch you live. And, you know, um, it's kept me up. I'll be honest. You not no, being able to give me. a victim impact statement has, um, yeah. I mean, many things do, right? Everything does. But it has, it has kept me up at night. And the relief I felt knowing that you'd be able to give that victim impact statement. I am so grateful. Um, so grateful. I'm going to be there. I want everyone to know that we are going to live stream the sentencing. People have been asking, is it going to be live? We will be live streaming the sentencing here at Hidden True Crime, which means that your victim impact statement will be live as will Samantha's, yeah. as will Kay's. Kay Woodcock will be giving her victim impact statement. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. I, I just love, I, I, I absolutely love Kay and Larry. I, I, they're I, deeply that they were able to keep this in the front forefront until we got to the kids. And you two were, you two were a support for each other at the trial. I noticed, or it seemed. I love them. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear what, what Samantha has to say. I, I, every, anybody that's giving a statement, I this has affected people in so many different ways. And I just can't wait to be able to hear and connect with that because I know how I've I'm like you. I'm I've been up I've been up more than I've slept for a lot of years now and this is going to be really meaningful and then we're done yeah 
And every victim now will have a voice. JJ will have a voice. Tylee will have a voice. And Tammy Daybell will have a voice in Idaho on, on Monday, July 31st. <laughs> well, if you show up be there. A lot of people corrected me, Lauren, it's not on Saturday. You're right. Court would never be on Saturday. I'm sorry, guys. I just like just section all my, all my, um, summers into weekends. Yeah, well, like. How's your brother? Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, that was a big part of me being at the trial, huh? My brother. Um, the good news is he's in our hometown now we've been able to bring him back. He was a New York city boy. He'd been living there for years and, um, he had been in Miami for months because his accident was in the Dominican Republic and they flew him to Miami, the closest hospital. Right. And he was in ICU for months. And so we finally got him to a place last week where he was transferred to, um, my hometown, um, you know, in the mountain West. And so he's closer to family and friends and that's a relief for everyone. We've all been taking turns in Miami. It's been heart's relief, but now, um, now it's up to our family and friends to hopefully wake him up, get him to improve, get his brain back. So yeah. we'll see. This circle circle around him with as much love as you can it's like thank you i plan to go visit him right after the sentencing yeah. so it'll be a bit of a travel we'll go to idaho and then i'll go visit my brother and my family and then head back so same thing i'm gonna be making a trip to i think probably where you're going so yeah yeah thank you vicky for um being with us today truly it means so much to me this is a um you know, the emotions and feelings, and, and you even mentioned the trust you have um, with the trauma you and your family's experienced is so real. And so to come here and share what you did is um, not a small thing. And it means a lot to us. We want to get to know Tammy. We love Tammy. And so thank you for allowing us to get to know her a little bit more. And we'll all be listening to you here at Hidden True Crime. Share your victim impact statement. I'm nervous about it a little bit because, you know, I think it's a, a little bit nerve wracking. I don't want to miss anything, <sighs> but I'm happy to be there and so grateful to the judge. So grateful. Judge Boyce was very methodical and very, I, I believe he was very thoughtful. You wrote him and he was quick. He, and he understood and he was compassionate in his order. I yeah. felt. I, I really felt that, of course, I zoomed through to the last page. I didn't read anything. I just went, shh, shh, shh. and when it said the end was, yes, she will. I was like, okay, now I can sit down and read. And I, it was very thoughtful in his decision making. And yeah. Yeah. So it be ordered is what he said. You want to hear anything bad about him from me? I appreciated him all through the trial. Yeah. It was tough. He was tough, and uh, I know your phone got taken away, and you know, just once, just you're, once. You're not. It deserved to be taken away. I just, I like actually, it went off in the middle of court, and I like threw it down the aisle. I'm like, so take it, like, take it. Like, you know, the bailiff came over. I'm like, just pass the phone. Well, he was pass of shame. He was texting <laughs> me her phone number, and it was right when the door shut. And her phone, my our phones would beep, and she goes, "I'm turning it off." I, but we were both just like in a panic. So yeah, I, I get it. We, we were we were a little naughty, but it was really yeah. getting. We we 
connected uh, with a group of us ladies and you guys were such a support and still have been you have got you guys have gotten me through some rough rough days and uh yeah i love y'all thank you thank you well we'll be seeing each other and uh soon so i'll see you there Sunday. Thank you for being here. You can go and watch uh, more Vicky over at Court TV, everyone, with Chanley, our friend Chanley. So, yeah. thank you. All right. Okay. We'll see you soon, Vicky. Uh, take care. Okay. Bye bye.